Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. One, two, three. Time now for Bills game day with Shope and the Bulldog. Brought to you by the BFLO Store, official retailer of the Buffalo Bills. We've got to get an Omaha in there, don't we? Got to get Allen uses the Omaha. That would really make it sing. Of course, I do no production here, so I am not qualified right. to comment. Omaha. Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff, <laughs> or welcome back. 8-15 kickoff, Bills and Patriots. John Murphy and Eric Wood will have the play-by-play from the Northwest Bank broadcast booth. Today's broadcast is presented by Belknap Heating and Cooling. For more comfort and less ka-ching, give Belknap a ring. We are pleased to be joined by our friend Ross Tucker, media mogul. You know him from Tuck Spreads. You know him from his playing years with the Bills and other teams, but the Bills were his favorite. Ross, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and everything worked out with Rachel. How did it go? Oh, my gosh. Good memory. Yeah, it did. Um, Thanksgiving was awesome. The, first of all, I had a great night out Wednesday night, the night before, going to a brewery there in Dallas. Jerry Jones had incredible, I mean incredible press box food on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Best I've ever been around. After the game, too. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. Yes. Who who has that good of food after the game? I mean, it was just wild, absolutely wild. Big fan of jerry jones what he does in the press box then i went up to san diego for a couple days for san diego state air force it was great and when i got back my wife had saved a platter for me so i was able to even though i wasn't there in person i was able to have like sweet potato casserole um the filling the turkey the corn the mashed potatoes it was delicious they say it's better the next day anyway so win-win really don't they, Bulldog? No. Uh, lasagna. They, Maybe what, I'm thinking what, lasagna. What, what do they know? I mean, lasagna. I, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 I've never heard that before, but that's mm. interesting, if true. It's all good. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. The reason it's better the next day is because you're probably hungover from all the beers or red wine you had the night before, and you don't really feel like doing anything, and then you open your fridge and go, ha-ha, dinner, and it's easy. <laughs> that that a, makes it yeah, to be better. I think, I think there's probably some truth to that for sure. Yeah. Well, Ross, here are the Bills on Thursday night football against New England. I, I'm just going to start here because this is how I look at This is where I start. You speak the language. Three and a half, Ross? 
well, I'm, 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 now you have me intrigued. In what way? Are you insulted, or do you think it's too much? <laughs> no, I don't think it could possibly be too much for this team. I mean, the, 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 the Bills have wobbled a little bit, but have really seemed to never lose favor when it came to the spreads and the futures odds. But this game moved down. I mean, it was five a couple days ago, and now we're at three and a half. At least I looked half an hour ago, it was that. I don't know. It sort of makes me worry a little bit. So, I... Yeah, you guys know how I feel about this game and who I want to win this game. However, on the Even Money podcast, my betting podcast, which we record on Tuesdays, I love the Patriots getting four and a half points. I don't want you guys to get mad at me, but <laughs> listen, I mean, the last time the Patriots played is the best I've seen Mac Jones play maybe ever. And, yeah, they lost to the Vikings in a close game. They had a kickoff return against them for a touchdown. They ran into the punter. They had a questionable touchdown overturned. Like, the Patriots, I thought, played really well and had some very uncharacteristic Patriots things um, go against them. So, I think they've got a great chance of this game. Meanwhile, the Bills, something is off with them. And I know they activated John Brown. I'm curious to see if that helps offensively, obviously no Von Miller and him going on IR is a bummer. I don't know if you guys saw this, but you got to check it out. Um, you can check it out Twitter, at Ross Tucker Pod, mm-hmm. although I, I retweeted it today as well. I know, I know Greg, exactly what you're about to say here. Yeah, Greg Cosell from NFL yep. Films, who he's been, he's been doing it for 43 years, right? The executive producer of the NFL Matchup Show. He's good. And, yeah, he, he's excellent. And he said, listen – We've become so enamored with Josh Allen's talent that we've kind of glossed over the fact that uh, they don't have a good offensive line. They have one really good receiver and a bunch of other guys. They're trying to establish a run game, but they don't really have it. And he said there's like this perception that there's a, that they're like a super talented offense. And he said it's just not true. And – He's the first person I heard say that. And then you think about it, you think, yeah, O-line's been okay. You know, they don't really have much of a running game. And I feel like Gabe Davis has not become what we thought he was going to be based on that Chiefs playoff game last year. He's had his moments for sure, but not to the point where he's like a star player as a number two receiver. Yeah, uh, that's that's mostly right. I think um, Davis statistically, like he's kind of where he's been. He was the Chief game didn't. I mean, that was a one-time thing, and it was a record-setting performance, amazing. But high uh, yards per catch, but low catch rate, and that's kind of there. Last week was a little different for him. Four for thirty-eight, if that's what it was on five targets, maybe. Like that's not he and McKenzie kind of flipped. With, in the game against the Lions, where McKenzie was down the field and, and made a big play, scored a touchdown. I'd love to see Davis uh, tonight, Ross. How do you see that that defense? We've been talking about them this week and how Bulldog keeps coming back to the Patriots have been great against the league's worst quarterbacks, but against the good ones, they haven't looked so great at all. I was a little surprised by how well the Vikings moved the ball against them. It just felt like, on some level, Kevin O'Connell 
had Belichick and I guess both of them, their number. But I think maybe even more so, the Vikings O-line did the job against Matthew Judon and Josh Uche and Dietrich Wise. They weren't getting very much pressure on Cousins. And that was the thing that really stood out to me about the game was they weren't getting much pressure because I like, I like their back end. I mean, I, you know, Jonathan Jones is a very good player. I think, um, you know, Jack Jones was a fantastic rookie. I think Marcus Jones is a fantastic rookie. Jalen Mills is solid. The other guy that really hurt him in that Vikings game was Kyle Duggar, who's usually a pretty good player. That's an interesting observation about them against other quote-unquote good quarterbacks because I've been, um, you know, in my mind, the Patriots defense has been pretty darn good all year until Thanksgiving. So I I believe you that there's some sad that they're not good against good quarterbacks, but in my mind, I feel like they've been playing well. These numbers are estimations, but I believe what I've seen is against – it's against Tua, excuse me, I'm sorry, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to forget the other two guys. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's one of them, and there's one Cousins. Oh, Cousins, yeah. It's close to 400 yards a game and close to 30 points a game that they've given up. So, And then, you know, the other, the other games are Zach Wilson twice, Ellinger, um, you know, just not guys that are, are, I mean, Ellinger, come on. I mean, that was a joke that they even tried that. So Justin Fields ran through them. Justin Fields ran through them. So I, don't know, I, I, I respect Greg Cosell immensely. Um, and we've been talking a lot here this week and really maybe for weeks, Ross, about you know the, the, the variety of targets in this offense and is there really enough there. So I'm not here to dispute what, what Greg is seeing and what he's asserting in that clip that I saw earlier today when you retweeted it. But this Patriot defense to me hasn't performed – against dangerous quarterbacks and especially running quarterbacks, and they have not had an answer in almost two full seasons for Josh Allen outside of 50-mile-an-hour wins in the game here last December. So I'm feeling like this is maybe a get-right opportunity to sort of quell all of our concerns here about, you know, who are they? Are they that good? Are, you know, where did, where did it go? Where's the fastball? I feel like tonight's a real opportunity for them to refine the fastball. Boy. I hope that's the case. I hope that's right. But I hope they only win by four because I'm only getting (laughs) (laughs) right on. Um, It's so funny. It's like um, the thing about betting is it's also like on some level, like a happiness hedge, right? Because I don't really like the Patriots that much from my time up there. I mean, they're fine, whatever, but I love the Bills. So if the Bills win, I'll be happy. If the Bills lose, I won't be happy, but I'll be happy that my bet won. You know what right. I mean? So mm-hmm. like either way, <laughs> I can yeah. focus on the happy part, like the positive of the outcome of the game. Now, I have four points with which to work to be super-duper happy. Right. Right? <laughs> so that's like there's a, there's a Venn diagram, and I'm a positive person. So Bills <laughs> win by 10. I'll be happy for the Bills, 9-3, and three, okay, in good shape to get some home playoff games, hopefully, blah, blah, blah. Patriots win by 10. I'll be a little bummed for the Bills, but I'll think, well, maybe they wouldn't beat the Dolphins anyway. I don't know. My bet won. But, man, if the Bills can win by three, I will be one happy camper. Then I get the best of both worlds. 
What, Ro- a, what a life we live. What an existence. What a life. That's so <laughs> nailed it. Ross Tucker with us on the West Her Hotline. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Bills and Patriots in three hours. Ross, you mentioned John Brown. What do you think it's like, or what do you know that it's like for a guy who ends up out of the league? He's released. He was on three teams last year, didn't make a mark, out of the league this year, to keep himself physically and mentally there so that when this call comes, I mean, he's active tonight. That's kind of nobody was thinking him uh, thinking about him a week ago, but clearly or probably at least he's out there somewhere just like working as hard as ever. You know, it is um it takes a lot of mental fortitude and I can actually speak to that. In 05 after my back surgery, after I started 13 games for the Bills and we went 9 and 4 in those games in 2004, and I had the back surgery, got hurt twice more during camp. I got cut by Donahoe and Malarkey. Every week, I would have a different workout for a team. And, like, I was not a workout guy. You know what I mean? I, I was a helmet and shoulder pads guy. I wasn't going to wow anybody in a workout. And it's tough. You know, I'm back in Pennsylvania in my wife's hometown, middle of nowhere, I'm driving up to Bucknell University to get my workouts in, and I'm just working up by myself, you know, like hoping I get a call. And what's wild is I end up getting a call like week 13 or something from the Patriots, and I spent the whole week with Matt Patricia learning the offense. He was the assistant offensive line coach at the time, Mm. learning the offense because I had to be the backup center guard in the game. So it's like (laughs) – it's like for 12 weeks, I am in Winfield, Pennsylvania, and working out at Bucknell by myself, like on the field doing drills. And next thing you know, I'm like suiting up for the Patriots against the Buck. It's just a, it's a very strange thing. You know, I was working for my father-in-law's propane business, learning like the propane business. And my, I got the propane truck all fogged up when the Patriots called me to say they wanted to sign me because I was, like, so excited to finally get signed. And I knew there was enough games left in the season that it would count as a credited season. <laughs> and the next year, I signed back with New England. Then I went to um, – got traded to Cleveland. Same type of thing. So the answer is a lot of guys actually can't do it. And when they bring you in – they bring you in for a workout to see what kind of shape you're in. And so I was on these workouts with different guys, wide range, wide yeah. range. There were some guys that were in amazing shape and they were ready to go. And there were other guys that you could tell they just, without the structure, they totally faltered. But right. like my thing for John Brown would be who's been throwing him the ball? Like, wh- like where's he been? Who's been throwing him the ball? Where's he running his route? Um, I guess we'll find out. I don't, you know, I don't really get why he was available. It, you got to refresh my mind. Wasn't it like a year or two he was balling out for the Bills? Like, what am I missing here? He ha- he had a very good first year here in nineteen. In twenty, he was kind of banged up, and so they decided to go a different direction. Last year, they basically replaced him with with Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders played that the veteran outside role um, that Brown had had. And like Mike said, he just bounced around to three different teams, ended up not even catching a pass for any of those three teams, and then didn't find a home this year. 
So I, I you know, I guess you know, you, the, the the story would have been written. Well, he's done. You know, that's it. <laughs> he's he, he's he lost a step, or injuries have taken a toll, or whatever it was going to be. And um, so I, I don't know. You know, we we have no idea. We're not we're not watching him in these workouts or anything. I have no idea what the Bills are getting, but it's kind of stunning. A that they signed him. B that he's right into the ro- right onto the roster tonight. What what I if I may, what I like about it, like Brown doesn't have the durability issue here really. Like it's December now. <laughs> and and if he couldn't hold he's 32, right? So he he wasn't able to hold up over the course of a season and teams don't want to invest in that it would seem, but that's not really what's in play. Um you know these guys like Keenan Allen, Ross might be a good example. The the soft tissue injury when you get to be like 30 and with all the wear and tear, you know better than me, but they just it's, it takes them longer to get back. And without the sort of the financial investment and everything else, these guys end up just slipping away. But here, if, if he can give the Bills a few games, even a few plays, like that'll work. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's funny because last week I'm watching the Jags-Ravens game. Oh, and right. Sean Jackson, late in the game, the – um, the Ravens had been up 19-10, and the Jags take the lead, 20-19. to And on the very next drive, Deshaun Jackson, who is, like, old at this point, <laughs> totally dusts the entire Jags secondary and catches a bomb from Lamar Jackson. Ravens score a touchdown. Ravens take the lead again. I feel like... For some guys, you know, my rookie, my first year in the NFL was with Daryl Green in Washington. And he was like 40 and 41. Amazing. And he was still really fast. And Deshaun Jackson is still really fast. And I have to imagine, I don't know what his injuries have been or whatever, but I'm guessing that John Brown is probably still really fast. Yes, that would be the, that would be the hope. I, I, I almost want to assume that yep. he will be. Otherwise, you know, because that was his number one attribute to begin with. Um, so I think that he must be reasonably close to it. Otherwise, I don't know that it's worth trying. But, Ross, it sort of circles us all the way back to uh, the comments you referenced earlier and that we talked about already from Greg Cosell. Like, to me, like I respect the Bills going out to try to find help uh, for their receiving core. But it's sort of a signal flare that just sort of validates what, what Cosell said. Like, they've just kind of got a bunch of guys because you're going to a guy that's not even in the league and potentially dressing him for this game. I mean, he's been elevated. That's doesn't mean point. he won't be inactive. But still, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think they probably put him on the roster for a reason. And I mean, it says a lot about their depth at receiver. Yeah, that's a good point because they wouldn't, they wouldn't have done that unless they felt like they needed it. So – you, know, you don't have to ask them. Their actions tell us exactly mm-hmm. how they feel. And the fact that they signed John tells you that they kind of agree with Greg Cosell. And, you know, I'm a little bit nervous about them tonight. Deion Dawkins isn't going to play, right? Correct. Yeah, so a little bit nervous about that as well because, you know, with Judon and some of those guys, they certainly need to protect Josh Allen and here's what I would tell you, and I, I really feel this way. The more Josh Allen runs, the more things aren't going the way the Bills want them to go. Right? Because, like, 
Ken Dorsey's not trying to have Josh run that much. He's trying to get the ball out of his hand and get the ball to the playmakers. He's trying to have Singletary and the other guys, you know, handle the load the running. The more Josh Allen running, and I'm not talking about like once, but when you start to get over five, it's almost like, you know, break glass in case of emergency. That is on some level. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The, the, the Josh Allen running of the football. Ross, do you have a quick thought here on Von Miller? So yesterday, Von Miller is talking about playing against the Jets. I'll play through it. That's next Sunday. And here tonight, the Bills went, no, four games, IR, is that's better for us. That gives them a, the chance to include tonight's game or the – that's the reality. Tonight's game will count in the four games. Maybe he's back for Week 17, but knowing the injury, maybe even seeing the injury and the faces on the field, him on the cart, I don't know. Like It looked like the worst-case scenario, maybe, and then for a minute this week we were thinking that he would play next week. Yeah. Um, everything about that is kind of strange to me because I saw where they were talking about you know, him wearing this brace but what's interesting about that is, is Dr. David Chow, who you know I reference a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in his information and sportsinjurycentral.com and just what they do. He said, well, for whatever – I forget what Bond's injury is, but whatever it is, he's like, a brace doesn't really help that. So the, the whole situation is a little bit strange. And you don't see that very often where a player publicly says he hopes to play the next weekend and the team hmm. puts him on IR. So that makes me wonder whether or not they're on the same page. I guess I like the fact that the Bills are not like trying to rush him out there. They're trying to do what it takes to have him as best as possible for the playoffs, which I think is the right move. Vaughn obviously thought, he might be able to come back sooner, but I, I'll be curious. I guess he doesn't have to talk to the media, but McDermott does. I mean, somebody needs to kind of explain, you know, exactly what's going on there. 
because it's always a little bit uncomfortable when it feels like the player and the team aren't on the same page medically. But a lot of times it's like the team thinks the player can come back and the player's like, no, I can't. You know, this is like the opposite. That, that might have happened with Trey White, who is back now. Um, Ross, what's your setup for this game? You got What do you have? It's a one-off. You don't need all the TVs on, right? What have, what have you got going? You know what's weird about this? It's funny that you say that. This is the only week of the football season I don't have a game. So my CBS college ended last week. Mm-hmm. And then next week I'll do Army-Navy. And then when the Saturday NFL games come, I'll have a Saturday. I'll do a Monday night in Green Bay. I'll do Christmas Eve. Like, I'll have an NFL game every week after that. So I'm actually home. This is like the only time I talk to you guys I'm home. I'm home in Pennsylvania. And I'm just about to go into, like, my, uh, I don't know, whatever they call it, theater room. Yes. For tax purposes, I call it my football viewing room. Um, <laughs> but uh, I got to go in there and – Make sure I, I know how to turn the Amazon Prime on because usually I'm watching it on my laptop, like in a hotel room. So I got to figure out how to log into my wife's Amazon Prime, which she's like the Amazon guy might as well live here with all the packages we get here and make sure that I can watch the game on that because we don't have it local like you guys do. I'm just glad it's um, it's a good game. I got, I'm, I'm pumped up for it. In fact, right after I take my kids to whatever practice they have tonight, I'm going to work out so that I'm, like, fully energized to stay up and, like, I'm all in tonight. Love it. Thank you, Ross. Enjoy the weekend. Alone at home, or not alone, but at home and away from uh, away from work. Awesome. See you guys. Ross Tucker's appearance on the Bills Radio Network, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Look at you. Oh, I, t- I took that from you. <laughs> Sorry. I was told to have it ready, so I just went ahead and read it. <laughs> right. All right. Next, the pregame huddle. We'll have Sal Capaccio and go over the game plan, inactives, the news, the Von Miller news, John Brown, all of that. By the way, be sure to catch Sal as he takes you behind the scenes on Bill's Game Day with Sal's All Access Facebook Live on WGR's Facebook page. Brought to you by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. Sal is on tap. Brought to you by Miller Lite. Proud partner of the Buffalo Bills, it's Miller time. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here, less than three hours away from kickoff. Bills and Patriots from Foxborough tonight. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Countdown to kickoff continues. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, Sal Capaccio in a moment. Weather in Foxborough. Slightly above freezing. Here I am saying this, Sal's on the line, he's there. Single digits, wind speeds, and clear Football weather, but nice football weather, not the nonsense the Patriots have been treated to their last two times here. The crazy winds and near zero temperatures, better than that. Fits with no shirt on. It, yes. Well, that we, we could still see that tonight. 100%. You're, <laughs> you're either seeing He's the, there. the pictures from last year, or I heard, I heard Sneaky Joe and Jeremy talking about this this morning very early. I don't know if they talked about it later in the show, but I was up early today. Um, and the, like Fitz being shirtless on the pregame set, I, I think there's I think there's a decent chance they go for that. Plus two forty. Yeah. All right. The weather is brought to you by Sullivan's <laughs> Brewing Company from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. Here is our Sal Capaccio. Sal's just like pounding on the door. He says, "I'm, I'm in Foxborough. Ask me what it's like." Uh, so what's it like there, Sal? Crisp, clear, crisp. 
cold. Um, it is. It has been windy. I think in the last hour, maybe since I've arrived, it's died down. And it is supposed to die down from what it was earlier today. It was very windy today. And, it, he, you know, Patrick Hammer had said to me, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to die down probably by game time. I'm looking right now. The, the flags aren't moving that much. It was very windy a little while ago. I don't feel as much wind now. couple of interesting, significant news items today, uh, Sal, on the Bills. One, of course, the Von Miller announcement by the team to put him on IR. That way this game counts as one of the four. But it's not what how Miller was talking yesterday when he was, you know, leaving open the possibility of his playing next week. How do you see it? Yeah, I'm a little, you know, concerned from that angle that, you know, here he was very confident. And, you know, like, as I've been saying for the last couple of days, Vaughn is, by, natural, by nature, he's optimistic. By nature, he's a guy that's a positive thinker. So, you know, until you really see it in action, you know, you hope he's right, but you know that he's going to say that and think that every step along the way. Uh, by putting him on IR today, it's a little alarming, meaning, okay, does that mean that, you know, it's much longer term and are they going to have to make decisions down the road that could wind up ending a season? I think that is the case, that they could make those decisions if if they feel they have to. I think more than anything, the way I read it, though, is, guys, they just don't want to be put in a situation where, you know what, okay, he thinks he'll be better, we think he's treading well, he's out this game. Then next week comes around, you're like, yeah, he's not quite there yet. Then he's out again. Now he's missed two games. And you could have already put him on IR, and then if something does happen where you do try to get him back and there is some sort of tweak or re-injury and re-aggravation, now you're really screwed up. You know, because I think this way, like Brandon Bean said in the pool report interview, you're not going to rush him back. You, you can take your time here, let him try to heal, figure it all out, and then get him back after four weeks, hopefully. I wonder, I mean, uh, the, the the whole time from, from the day of the injury moving forward, seven to ten days to let the swelling go down, and right. then they'll figure out what we're going to do. And, of course, Miller you know, himself on Monday night released that video of him saying what his plan was. I, I wonder if the swelling had gone down enough for them to sort of reevaluate, and they found, you know what, dude, slapping a brace on this and trying to play next week is nobody's good idea. So let's yeah. just slow down here. So I, I guess by saying that, I, I might be guessing, implying that maybe there's a little more wrong in there than they initially thought once they got a better look at it, once the swelling went down. But either way, I mean, um, you know, it's a, it's a blow. I mean, it's one thing, Sal, I think after the game and on Friday, I would have said four weeks I'll take it. If he, if he can come back and help me at the end of the season and be ready for the playoffs – that, that I would consider that a win. And then, of course, you know, he came forth with this idea that he'd be ready next Sunday and, like, sort of blew that out of the water. But I'm still – my default setting here was, you know, if he's back by January, that's mm-hmm. that's good. Get a game in, see what you can do, and then hopefully – and this is, I think, the most optimistic you can be about it because there still is, like you just alluded to, the possibility that they get a few more weeks down the road here and just go, you know, there's no – there's, there's no help in this thing. You're, you're just going to have to have to get the surgery. Yeah, that's right. And I, I was listening to you guys earlier when I think you made the right point and how you just alluded to, which is considering what it could have been when he got hurt, if you told everybody he's going to miss four games and then he'll be back, I think we'd all kind of take a sigh of relief on that. Say, okay, we can live with that. Let's, you know, the people need to step up for four games. You still have Von Miller for the most critical time of your season, which is maybe the last couple games, but definitely for the playoffs. And even then, I'll tell you this. Depending on how things shake out, if the Bills run it run it here for the next few weeks, these division games, 
and they're looking like they're in a really good spot, maybe even you know controlling the one if Kansas City loses a game or so. I wouldn't doubt if they say, you know what, we can bring him off IR, but we're not yet. We're going to just save him for the – let him get him two more weeks in. You know, that might that might happen too. We we may see this kind of be played by where they are and what they need from him based on the risk that's involved with him going out there and playing. Well, it goes without saying that tonight is big in that area. The division stands – it's going to be tough to win the division on ties if the Bills go to 0-3 in the AFC East here and lose to the Patriots. Sal Capaccio with us. Sal, John Brown, elevated from the practice squad. Are you stunned that I, – I, I, bet, I bet you're not. I bet you're not stunned that he is going to be available to them as early as tonight. Not stunned. I didn't think it would happen as early as tonight, considering that you know even when Naeem Hines came in, he didn't really do much the first week. But ever since then, he hasn't done much anyway. But he did play that first week. Um, and Sean McDermott has made the point, you know, you know, getting up to speed and things like that. But I think that's just to make sure that the expectations stay low for these guys when they come in. I, he knows the playbook pretty much, right? I mean, there's going to be some nuances that are different, so that helps. It's also a point of this is part of the reason why you do keep the continuity and consistency of an offensive coordinator who is already on your staff because when you get to later in the season and you do have to make a move like this, you bring in a guy who doesn't get, have to get onboarded with all of it, the entire new terminology, whereas like a guy like Odell would, right? And then like if he signed – you'd have maybe a better, a bigger acclimation period than you have for John Brown, who can go out there. Um, I would also say, considering John Brown a few years ago, a night game here, remember Saturday night? Yes. That long pass down the middle. They play a lot of man-to-man defense. I think this is maybe a move to say, look, we can use this guy tonight. We can use, When they go with a cover one or cover zero, like that's a guy I think that he knows what to do. He knows where to find uh, how to beat a man one-on-one, and we can throw it to him. He runs good routes. So I think there's some strategy involved here too. Fingers I, crossed I, that he that he holds up physically, even, yes. even for the first game. Like you Now you're suddenly back playing an NFL game speed. Who knows what kind of – maybe you do, but who knows what kind of practice right. he's been putting in. I mean, he's obviously going to be in shape to be able to get to this point, but I'm thinking of – Deshaun Jackson with the Ravens, his first game, I think, was in New Orleans, a Monday night game in New Orleans. He was hurt on, like, the third play, you know, just pulled up. He came back and made a play for them on Sunday. So, um, fingers crossed for John Brown. That's That play, 53 yards, that play in New England is the play I think of when I think of him first. Yep, I, I get that. And that was a big play that night. I think it put the Bills up. They ultimately lost yep. the game. I think it was made of it maybe even in the beginning of the fourth quarter there, yep. if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I, I think he can contribute tonight. We'll see where that goes. I wonder, Sal, how much flexibility, you know, I, realizing that, you know, I, I, it, I'm not expecting a huge workload from John Brown, but, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, like, the variety of targets seemingly not being there. Like, it, it's too digs-centric, uh, the passing offense. I wonder if Brown, you know, as they ease him in, if it, if it goes well, again, this is maybe a point beside tonight, although, you know, it'd be nice if it came to fruition tonight. I would expect Brown to work on the outside, and I asked Mike this earlier. I I feel like when Gabe Davis first got here, a part of his appeal, you know, we were getting to know him, you know, a mid-round pick, but the skill set is, you know, he's a big guy, contested balls, and but he knows the route tree, and he can play anywhere you put him. And I wonder if moving him around could open up some things for this Bills offense. Because he's been pretty one-dimensional, with the exception of last week. He did a little more underneath stuff last week. But mostly, he's been down the field. And, you know, that's fine. But if you want to jumpstart things, maybe moving him into a different role with Brown on the outside could be a way to do that. 
You know, I go back to the offseason, Bulldog, and I thought that that was what they were going to do a lot this year of, move these guys around everywhere, right, and find different ways to get guys open uh, in different positions. Um, Stefan Diggs learning, do, doing things from the slot. Gabe Davis doing things from the slot. Um, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie maybe on the outside, where he's nearly not going to do a lot of, but at least know those spots, at least have your options. And then mm-hmm. what do we talk about all year? I kept saying, you know, look at the Bills' pass catchers as weapons, really, is what you look at, because that's right. what they're going to do. They're going to move these guys around. You can flex Dawson Knox out a little bit. Now they drafted James Cook. You can move him. Naeem Hines come, becomes involved. I agree with you. I think that whatever it takes here to start <clears throat> having a little nuance in your offense to move guys around to create matchups. That's what this offense is supposed to be about, creating matchups. That's what Ken Dorsey said it's going to be about. We need to start seeing that a little bit more often, I think. Sal, let's, uh, we'll have more time for this later, but for what we have now, the parts needed to pull the game together brought to you by Eminem You Pull It, Western New York's premier destination for used car and truck parts. You pull the parts, you save the money. Beyond what you've said already, what is sort of like a, a, a philosophy or a, you know, a, a style for the Bills on offense in this game against these Patriots? Are we going to see, you know, one way or another, this team shift from, from you know, yeah. big big passing attack, you know, pass heavy to run heavy, or just what, in your opinion? I think it's, and I hope it's, allowing Josh Allen to run when he can and maybe even using some design runs. I went back and watched a little bit of last year's games, and he's just so, he's so successful against this team. And we went over this a little bit earlier in the week. Belichick defenses struggle against mobile quarterbacks. They're very well coached. They're structurally sound. When things go off structure, they're not accounting for that, and it hurts them a lot. On top of that, they play a lot of man-to-man defense. Those guys' backs are turned. Allen has room to run. I think the change in philosophy tonight could be get Josh Allen running a little bit because they have not had success stopping that. 12 for 64 was Allen's rushing line at New England in the regular season last year. Bill's a very impressive performance, not at the playoff game level, but still really good. Allen has had all or nothing games against the Patriots. And, you know, going back to when he was a rookie, that was sort of more, uh, you know, understandable. What, 153 yard, yards passing, for example, against the Pats. But two big games in their last two meetings. Sal, thanks. We'll talk again at 7. Okay, guys, thanks. Stay tuned. Go. Yes, your turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sale sorry. on the Western Outline appearance is brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Stay tuned following the game for the coaches' podium with head coach Sean McDermott live during the Bills postgame show. Brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. On tap next on Countdown to Kickoff, you and I will talk some more. It's brought to you by Miller Lite, proud partner of the Buffalo Bills. It's Miller time. Six o'clock means the roundtable, Eric Wood and Chris Brown join us. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, Bills and Patriots tonight. Thanks for listening. This is Countdown to Kickoff on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Big one for the Bills and the Patriots tonight in Foxborough. First meeting of two. The teams also meet again week 18 here tonight. Bills at Pats. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Countdown to kickoff. We've got Eric Wood and Chris Brown coming up at the top of the hour. Thanks for listening. Who's somebody, we talked about Gabe Davis a lot. I don't know, maybe James Cook. Who's somebody else that you think is important? 
I, I think McKenzie is the is is in the sidecar with uh, with Davis on that on that. And then when I was thinking about this earlier, we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Today, you know, Davis uh, having an impact, a couple of big plays was where I started. But I think it's natural to think about McKenzie, you know, because of what he did in this matchup in Foxborough last year. Um, you know, if the Patriots are still going to use a lot of man coverage, and, you know, I'm not sure that they will, but, you know, it has been kind of their calling card. You know, there's always a mix of things, but they like to play a lot of man, and that's how McKenzie really made his mark in the second meeting between these two teams last season. I have no reason to think he can't exploit that again. Um, it might be a surprise to see Belichick treat him the same way they did, but there's, you know, why is he available like that last year in the first place? Because there's other things to be worried about. So if you're going to go into the game, rightly so, from a Patriots perspective, thinking about making sure Stefan Diggs doesn't catch 10 for 180 and three scores on you, then, you know, maybe McKenzie, man-on-man, uh, they can they can work a lot of what they worked last year. So he, he would be next. I feel like Davis has the potential to make things happen down the field, like that's his calling card. And so I'm looking for big plays and sort of a return to form in that respect for this Bills offense. But McKenzie, I think, can be just as valuable uh, maybe on just like, you know, smaller gains, but still have an impact on this game. So he, he would be the next guy uh, after that. I mean, you know, you can always – think about is this is this a game where cook breaks out is this khalil shakir's game and suddenly john brown uh appears as though he's going to be in the mix uh but i think those two guys davis and mckenzie are are where i'd be i'd be looking for if you're looking for juice in the passing game away from Diggs, i would go davis mckenzie in that order the patriots themselves on thanksgiving night had a good passing game, and that was kind of unexpected, at least by me and maybe by many, with Aguilar coming through. Myers got hurt early in that game, came back and came back and kind of played through it, and the running back caught nine Stevenson in that game against Minnesota, nine for 76. Devontae Parker was relevant, four for 80, 
Hunter Henry had a touchdown catch and probably should have had two. Kendrick Bourne. So they don't have really the alpha that the Bills do, but they have guys, and they all seem to be treated fairly equally. I'd put Myers on top, but Myers is dealing with that shoulder injury, is expected to play. Henry's good. They also have a guy, Tyquan Thornton, who they drafted, and he had a big game earlier in the season and then went away, sort of out of nowhere, super fast out of Baylor, kind of like it's going with the Patriots in recent years, most thought overdrafted, but... Mm -hmm. He's in that mix, too, somebody that like we're, you're not hearing very much about, but don't rule out the possibility of like a play with this guy, and you just like, wow, who is that? Super fast. Thor- who's Thornton? That Tyquan Thornton, capable of a big play like that. We are going to take a break here. On tap is the roundtable. Coming up on Countdown to Kickoff, Eric Wood and Chris Brown will join us from Foxborough. Also, tonight, and this will be at halftime, Be listening for the ECMC Halftime Show. ECMC, go where the bills go. Nate and Sal will recap the key moments of the first half and bring you up to date on the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, Building America from the ground up. Visit skyworksllc.com. Yes? When when is that again? That's at halftime. That's where we put our halftime show. Just wanted clarification. That's how most most networks do it. Amazon Prime tonight. It is on in Buffalo, local TV, Channel 7. But that's where you'll find the broadcast, as you probably know by now. Bars, most bars have some have an arrangement so they can broadcast the games there. So you can go out and watch it. But Channel 7 in Buffalo, other markets, I think, are kind of out of luck on local TV. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Stay tuned. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 